I find myself in times of worry, Steph Curry, it comes for me. He will be the answer, Steph Curry. And when the broken hearted go out the league, they all agree. He will be the answer, Steph Curry. Sing a three, sing a three, sing a three, sing a three. He will be the answer, Steph Curry. Welcome to another week of the Worst NBA Podcast. Hello, Peter. Hey, how's it going, Tom? Yeah, good. I'll just, I'm sticking with the uh, short intro this week. Um, every other week's intro is just horrible, so let's keep it less horrible. Uh, yeah, keep it less horrible. I think we've got a new motto for the uh, show. Yeah, good luck yeah, with that. Good, yeah, not going to happen, though, let's be honest. Yeah, I think we were speaking before this. This might be the least prepared we've been for a show so far. So, uh, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate that. And I think, am I right, Tom, that last week's, or last episode was the first episode that neither of us listened to, am I right? We, yeah, so I think we actually got zero listens last week, which is, uh, seen a bit, seen a bit of record for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll live out on the internet for a while and, uh, just something to be proud of, something to look back on when you're 17 and say, you know, I accomplished something with my life. Yeah, I've already listened to a few of them from a few months ago, and that's pretty embarrassing overall. We need to delete these. Have you actually? Because, like, do they age well? How, how do you feel about it? They're very embarrassing. They're horrible. Hmm. Is that, like, at least, like, somewhat useful insights? Like, are we are we right about people that we're talking about, or are we just off the mark all the time? Very off the mark. Okay. Uh, but let's not go back into that. It's, uh, let's move on to being off the mark in the present. Correct. Yeah. Present and the future. So, what, what, what are we talking about today? Are we, where's, I'm just going to put you on the spot. What's your first topic? Tom, I believe we've got one topic, and then we've got a little for today. <laughs> Uh, so, my one topic, I want to start off with just a brief chat of, uh, Kobe Bean. Um, it's oh, the big yes. topic of the league at the moment. Yes. It is, uh, Kobe's retirement. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kobe's retirement? I mean, was it good to do it now? Do you think he, uh, has more time left in him? I love the season of Kobe so much. It brings me so much joy. Um, just the lack of self-awareness, I'm just a huge fan of. 
Um, the other yeah. night he was playing Philadelphia and he, he made uh, his first three shots and he said, looking around at the other players, you could see they were worried. They were worried it was going to be an 81-point thing or something. That's just <laughs> amazing, an 81 thing. Did they, what, 81 shots? Not 81 points, surely. Because I wouldn't be surprised. At this rate, he'd need to take 100 shots to get to 81 points, which would just be an amazing feat, and I'm just praying for that day that he does that. Yeah. Yep. No, his self-awareness has really just gone out of the window. So, but I feel like that becomes more endearing now that he's retired because you can see a you know finish line for it. You know? It's like, at the end of the season, it's gone. Whereas if he's going to play for another couple of years, like, fuck, it's just kind of a bit of a shambles. But what do you think? Should he just fucking retire now and get out of the way? No, no, he should, for, for my enjoyment alone, he should play out the season exactly the way he's been playing it out. It's, so, Laker, Laker, fan, Laker fans are just the worst. And it's just good seeing their hope slowly be crushed, uh, by their fallen idol. So yeah, that's, that's the, that's the angle I'm going with that one. So play it out as if he's in the, uh, running for the scoring race. Right, yeah, or the, is there like a shot attempts title? Cause there should be. And he, he's gonna win that one, I think. I, or I hope he does. He's gonna get injured very soon. I think that's what they're praying on. Just play him lots of minutes, get him injured, and then start, uh, start playing the young guys a bit more. Cause that's what's really taken away from the team at the moment. He's taking all the yeah. shots away from the guys they're meant to be developing. It's amazing though. It's great. And I guess it was only just this last season, so, and his contract runs out after that, but it'd be interesting. Um, I mean, they were going hard trying to push for Durant in this off season and there's just no way that's going to happen now. Like they've, they've thrown it out the window now that Durant's never going to go there saying, oh, there's a lot of promising young players because you can't see any promising young players because they don't even play. Byron Scott yeah. keeps Russell on the bench. And he plays Swaggy P over him, which is a great nickname, but a horrible player. <laughs> I mean, really, what do you want to be known for, though? I mean, nicknames are it's all about, right? That's true, yeah. He does get a lot more press than other players that are a lot better than him. Say, for example, like Chris Middleton, Milwaukee Bucks, a lot better player. No one ever hears from him. Swaggy P, people do. There you go. Well, he's banging Iggy Azalea. I'd say that helps. That, that probably, she's, oh, you're Drongo. That flaming Drongo Sheila, you're right, Tom. He <laughs> can't get enough of it. That's right. Um, um, I just, so I want to kind of segue from that. So some of those numbers again, so Kobe, 20.6 field goal attempts per 36 and a 41% through shooting percentage, making $24 million a year. I got another player for you. Mm. Uh, shooting 16.9 field goal attempts per 36 minutes. Mm. 
uh, with a true shooting percentage of uh, just under 40%. So even lower than Kobe's. But he's taking a ton of shots. And he's making $20 million a year. Oh. You got any idea who I'm talking about? Um, who would you be talking about? I know Harden got off to a slow start, but it wouldn't be... Taking a ton of shots, 16.9 per 36. But he's making, making a lot of money. Shooting worse than uh, Kobe. Who could that be? Is that even possible? Is that, are you comparing Sorry? him to last year's Kobe? This is the, this is no. the same season. Same season. No, I, I don't know. I'd probably go with Joe Johnson or something. No. Uh, I can tell you he's a former MVP himself. Oh, shut up. Oh, screw you. What are you talking about? Let's move on to another topic. Uh, do you want to answer the question then? Hey, what's... Are you talking about how the Bulls beat the Suns the other week? Is that what you're talking about? What I'm talking about is how Derek Rose is quietly having an absolutely atrocious season. <laughs> he is terrible at basketball. <laughs> he's shooting like he's an all-star, but making... Less than Kobe, and somehow he's getting off the hook for this. Uh, how do you think this is happening, Tom? What are your thoughts on this? As a Chicago Bulls fan, <laughs> um, I want him to start wearing one of those like ice hockey masks instead. You know, like from Jason, the was it Friday the Thirteenth or something? I just want him to start oh. wearing one of those. It would it would be way more badass. So that's that's my thought on that. That's how he could. Potentially work on his uh, shooting a little. It can't. It, it can't be worse. Like it can't be worse. I'm so just, I mean, you know, Kobe's talking about retiring. I mean, there's still one year left on Derek Rose's deal. But I mean, if you're a Bulls fan, which you are, I mean, are you hoping that Derek Rose is announcing his retirement? I mean, he'd obviously just as watched up, right? I'm hoping that the Bulls do what they did to Thibodeau, just slowly send out some rumors about how bad he is to the media, just. Ruining his credibility and then trade him. Just doing it the Bulls way. <laughs> I don't, did they trade? I thought they just cut Tribodeau. They, they did cut Tribodeau. Maybe they'll cut Rose. Who knows? But they need to, they need to break know, his credibility first. Without being a dick for a second. Because I mean, obviously trying well, to, uh, well, well. have a go with Rose and the Bulls. Like, seriously, it's just pretty ridiculous how Derek Rose is playing. You think he's actually gonna get any better? Or is he going to start taking less shots? Or is the what's he going to do? I think he'll hopefully start taking less shots, but who knows? Because, like, again, being legitimately serious, like, he's not a starting quality point guard uh, right now. Like, I don't know if he's better off coming off the bench Bryn, or if he Bryn, just needs to Bryn take Heinrich. less shots. Bryn Bett Heinrich. Oh, God, is he the answer? <laughs> no, he's absolutely not. They need to uh, just, I don't know. Yes, do something like that. One of the backup point guards that always step up for the Bulls. Yeah, actually, I don't know if the Bulls have had that so far this year, have they? No, they haven't. Maybe it was a Thibodeau thing. Yeah, maybe it was a Thibodeau thing. an underrated aspect of Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think what this this whole new Hoiberg thing's showing is that coaches don't actually make a massive difference. Like, everyone was expecting his offense to change it, change the balls, and they're pretty much exactly the same team as last year. They're going to get into the second round of the playoffs and lose, so I'm already pretty depressed about it. 
see, it's interesting. I mean, you made that point, and I, I see where you're coming from. But, like, Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr was uh, literally, like, all the personnel played the same for the Golden State Warriors yeah. years ago when that was made. And they went from, you know, good team to one of the historically greatest teams, you'd say. That is true. That um, that That is... um. Now, I suppose due to, I suppose like lineup changes can change a lot, but a lot of that yeah. was also due to, remember David Lee got injured and Steve Kerr, when he yeah. first started, he was actually starting pretty much the same lineup. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, and, um, that's no. how, and, it, and you know, it could all change in one day, Peter, and that leads me to Tom's Hot Takes. Peter? The Warriors? They smell blood. <laughs> the Lakers, Peter? They smell like poop. LeBron? He's just doing too much right now. He's doing way too much. Luke Walton? Who knew? Paul George? He's back and better than ever. Durant? He's back. And more of a cunt than ever. Charlotte, they are in the mix. Thanksgiving. I ate a lot of food. Alright, power round. Draymond, Attitude, Thompson, Stoner, Irving, Return, Kawhi, Hands, Duncan, Alien, Iguodala, Warrior, Okafor, Warrior, Austin, Nice City, Terrible Player, The Pacers right now, they are playing to win, The Raptors, they are on the radar, Houston, they're off the radar, not on the radar, they are off the radar, and The Wizards, they have just hit a wall. They've hit a wall and they're not recovering. And that, Peter, was Tom's hot takes. The NBA is a game of millimetres. Yeah, there we go. Extended instrumental there, Tom. Yeah, well, I kind of ran out. <laughs> well, it's been some really in-depth analysis. I mean, I don't really know, even know why we do the rest of the podcast, to be honest. You seem to cover it all in the space of three minutes. The, the, the fewer words, the better, I think. I think that's the, you know, that's my analysis strategy. <laughs> some good stuff. I, my favorite take, I don't know if it was intentional or not, was uh, the Wizards have hit a wall. Uh, well, Considering John Wall, yeah, there you go, Peter. Yeah, you've got your you've got your ear to the ground on that one. Ah, some fine work, Tom. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that it hit a beal, but it it didn't sound the same, so I changed it. Not nothing. All right. That was very awkward. We'll send it to a commercial break. How's the weather? Lanes. 
Lines. Lines. Cheesy. Yellow. Spicy. Cheap. Lanes. Eat it with the lanes, you little cunts. Alright, coming back from that very awkward segue. Um, yeah, there you go, Peter. What, um, so do you have any more topics you want to, do you want to talk about the Warriors now? They're pretty good. Have you? Um, I think Steph Curry is the best I've ever seen anyone play, and by a pretty large margin. Um, do you think he's getting enough? Pre- I know people are talking about him a bit, but do you think he's getting enough kind of coverage at the moment for what he's doing? Um, well, there's just two things there. So, best I've ever someone play by a large margin. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think that it might be the best I've ever seen someone play. Maybe a little better than LeBron. But yeah, he oh, is yes. absolutely like that. And to your point, I don't think he's getting anywhere near enough press. Uh, I really think this is an absolutely historic season so far. And he fits their offense so well. And he is fucking killing it. Um, yeah, it's crazy. The only thing is, I wonder a little bit if his success is coming at Clay Thompson's kind of uh, expense a little bit, because Clay Thompson has had a very good year so far. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It's, it seems like it's a little bit more, after Curry's been playing so amazing this year so far, it's a little bit more, they used to be, a, a, I mean, they're still very team-orientated, but it used to be a lot more spread out, all the scoring and everything. Um, and Clay, yeah, definitely had a better season last year. It was more, people talked about more on oh, amazing backcourt rather than just Curry. Um, yeah. And I don't really think it hurts them that much unless Curry were to get injured or something. I don't think anyone can really shut him down, but, you know, Clay's still hitting the open shot, but it doesn't seem like his driving is kind of working as well as it did last year. Everyone was talking last year about how he had a bit more of an all-rounded all-round game, and it seems like he's gone back to his game from a couple of years ago. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I, I think he's not quite doing quite as much more to catch and shoot stuff. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they change that and whether or not when Steve Kerr comes back as coach, uh, sort of uh, Luke Walton, whether or not he can kind of make some of those changes, you know? Yeah. One thing um, that I found pretty interesting is um, so Draymond Green, obviously, has played pretty well. So far, and a big part of that is his passing. So he's gone from 3.7 assists last year to 7.2 assists, which is leading, I think, all players that are non-point guards. I think he's got more assists per game than LeBron so far this year. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, people now are kind of talking about Draymond Green as potentially a top sort of 15, top 10 player. Do you think that even with his kind of limited uh, ability to create his own offense, that that's true, or do you think that, that really he's just kind of a product of a system? I think I think he's a top fifteen player when you consider what he can do in his environment. Like you couldn't get a lot of other players to be in the position that he's in and take advantage of it the way he's doing it. But if you were to put him on a team like. Charlotte or any other real team, he, I, I really think that he would drop off a bit. He'd still be like a pretty good player, but I think he's, it's, he's just kind of 
he's got a great skill set for the position he's in. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that he's a top 15 player in his role, but if you were to trade him, he would no longer be probably even a top 30 player. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to determine the value of a player by that, frankly. Like, he's just so valuable in his role. But, like, in Charlotte, I think he'd be just, like, an above-average starter, really. Like, I don't think he'd be anything special. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, it's kind of a tough one. Well, I think I want to talk about something a little bit interesting. So, over the last 10 years, we've gotten used to the Western Conference being fucking Conference of Death, and then the East being up to middle. But this is... The first year the East has kind of turned it around. So right now the eight seed in the East is uh, the Celtics at eleven and eight, and the eight seed in the West is the Rockets at nine and eleven. Um, so is that something you think that we'll see that by the end of the year that the East is still going to be uh, as good, if not better, than the West, or do you think that's going to you know go back to the old ways? Um, I'm not sure that it does make a little bit of a difference. The Warriors are about to go trounce everyone in the East. Um, they're kind of doing their first East Road trip. But I think it's, yeah, it seems like it's changed a little bit. It's mostly just, I mean, last year I remember looking at the the West top teams and everyone just seemed like such a juggernaut. Everyone was, you know, there was the Warriors, San Antonio, just like there is now, but right on par with those guys was the Clippers and Houston. And then there was a little, and they were all great teams, then a little drop-off to, you know, Memphis and, and then Portland last year. But now, obviously... Memphis has dropped off. Houston and Clippers are the main ones that have kind of dropped off this year and are making the, yeah. the, big, the big difference. Um, yeah, it is It is a bit more of a spread out league, the, especially in the West. Yeah, it seems like it's a battle at the moment between the Clippers and, I mean, sorry, the Spurs and the Warriors rather than last year when it was about six different teams. I actually think the Thunder... While they haven't got a great record, uh, they're 11 and 8 right now. If you look at the scoring differential, which, you know, fucking all the, the you know, stats analytical people will tell you is more indicative of kind of, you know, season long success, yeah. their scoring margin is plus 5.5 right now, which is pretty solid. Uh, and I've been without Durant for a while. So I actually think while they don't have the record, I actually think they're probably not as good as those two, but not really far behind. But you're right. Beyond those three, it doesn't really look that competitive. I mean, the Clippers look like they could pull it out a little bit, but everyone else is kind of not really looking that great. So I actually think this is probably going to endure for the season. I think the East, the eighth seed in the East is probably going to be as good, if not better, than the eighth seed in the West. That's right. Um, which yeah. is funny to say. Yeah, very shocking. Well, that sounds like a complete rumour, Peter, and that leads us to Whispers. Ah, uh, Whispers. Everybody's favourite section. Oh, I, I mean, say this that. is I'd make my money personally. Uh, so I feel like we have a bit of a couple of things to talk about this week. Um, some good stuff, obviously. Uh, the whole Jalil Okafor fucking shambles in um, Boston has been pretty interesting to see. So he had I loved it. Some uh, he lost to the Celtics, the Seventy Sixers, and Jalil Okafor was apparently got into a brawl with a couple of random dudes outside a nightclub in uh, Boston. Now, I don't know if you've... Have you seen the footage, Tom? Yes, it's amazing. It, it really is. Um, and yeah. fucking just yelling at money at people and calling them broke-ass bitches and then just, you know, 
pulling the hands out, showing he's got all the cash. And then at one point, just going mental and uh, fucking just laying this dude out. Like, he, this guy's fucked up. Uh, um, but I guess that's what happens when you're a regular dude and you try and fight someone who's like 6'11", 270, and a professional athlete. You're not a regular dude, Peter. You're a broke-ass bitch. Like, when you fight your little ogre for, you're automatically... You're a broke-ass bitch. That'd be terrifying. Yeah, it really would be. I think, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I, that was some pretty good rumors. But I think more, what I've enjoyed personally more than that is uh, Rachel Rondo, a player who I kind of don't really like. kind of seems as a bit of a, a cunt in his personality. Uh, he's not going to be my cunt of the week, though, because I feel like he made a, a great move here, which is, uh, so he left Dallas last year in pretty acrimonious divorce for both player and team. As we've talked about and, uh, previously in the podcast. Yeah, as, I mean, obviously we've got a lot of repeat listeners. Um, but, so now he's in Sacramento, he's playing decently, but they went back to Dallas. And uh, he made the power move of parking in Rick Carlisle's parking spot before the game. And apparently Rick Carlisle was pissed and wanted Rondo's car's car towed. But uh, they wouldn't get it, they wouldn't tell for him. And a uh, great move from Rondo, really just fucking the little finger to Carlisle and like just getting in his head before the game, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's that is a great power move, actually. Oh yeah, I mean, fuck it. If you're Rondo, who gives a shit if your car gets towed? Like, fucking, at least you're being a cut to Carlo. Um, so yeah, I was pretty pretty impressed uh, by that. He also was being a bit of a dick during the game. I don't know if you saw any of it, but he I don't tried know. to go over and like listen to the Mavs huddle at one point, uh, which I don't think went over that well with Carlo either. Oh, so no. really, just being an asshole. Classic Rondo, though. Oh, classic Rondo. Now there'd be more classic Rondo. Yeah. Uh, well, that, um, we've got a few too many facts here, Peter. We're anything in the rumour mill? Uh, rumours? Actually, I might have a little something for you. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, here we go. This is very rumoury. So, talking to the wife, who's been on this end of the ground, uh, rumour is that fucking Khloe Kardashian has been uh, still texting with James Harden and still keeping that uh, little something on the side while she's still trying to get with uh, Lamar. So, I mean, from a basketball point of view, <laughs> terrible choice both by Chloe and, I mean, the Rockets, really. But they've got to deal with fucking Chloe Kardashian. So if you're Chloe Kardashian, you can choose between Lamar Odom and James Harden. Fucking choose James Harden. He's, I mean... This is speculation, obviously, but I mean, a better looking man, I would say, <laughs> and then just a better basketball player. So, I mean, what more could you want, Tom? He's got, he just signed um, a two, $200 million contract, and that's what I thought she'd be interested in. You're, wrong, you're not wrong, Tom. Um, and so I think that she's she's gone the wrong way about that. Did James uh, Harden have any personality? Person. I was wondering that the other day. Like, Have you ever heard him say anything? He's got a look certainly all the time, doesn't he? Well, on the that, on the on the basketball court, I've never seen him like portray early anything. Yeah, he's kind of a Kawhi Leonard of sorts. Yeah, I guess so, but more of a cunt. Yeah, yep. Kawhi Leonard just literally shows no emotion, whereas I feel like James Harden does show no, like whininess. Yeah, whininess. <laughs> all right, this is a this is some good whispers going on. Um, now, now, now we're just kind of just complaining about players. Um, yeah, we should make that a new segment. Players we hate? 
Yeah, yeah. I feel that's mostly... Oh, that's the cover of the week. Yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, moving on. Let's move on to our last segment, eh? The k k k k cunt of the week. Um, Spawn is a fan favorite. All right, well, I'm, I'm gonna mix it up again. I've, I've got a, I've got a cunt and a good cunt of the week this week. I've got, I'll start, yeah. I'll, I'll start with, like my, I'll start with my, uh, and I don't have a lot of facts in front of me, so I'm just playing it off the memory. Um, my good cunt of the week is probably the greatest Twitter follower, Peter, that you need to follow, Hassan Whiteside. Um, oh, he, yeah? he has, some amazing stuff going on, like a kid, like kids write into him. I, I need to, I'm, I'm working on basketball skills. Um, you know, what, what do you think I need to do, um, to improve my ability? What's your word of advice? And he just replies, block everything and then fire emoji. Uh, <laughs> he is, he is the greatest. And he said, he's after Kobe's retirement this week. He posted, he posted on, uh, Instagram or Twitter or something. And he, and he, and he said, um, uh, thanks for being such an inspiration, uh, and, um, in my basketball career or something like that. And then he posted a photo of him dunking on Kobe. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so <laughs> he is. Honestly, son white side, he's the way to go. He just doesn't care at all. And he's, a, he's in his contract, yeah, which is a little bit nerve-wracking, but, um, yeah, he's amazing. He's been killing it. Yeah, he has been killing it. He's, he's, he's going to get the max, I reckon. I would think so. Yeah. Can't he's the best. And then, um, and then uh, my cunt of the week is uh, this week, Mark Jackson. I think he's a repeat cunt of the week, isn't he? And um, uh, he came out, he, he's part of the uh, ESPN or ABC um sideline crew now, he's a reporter, and he said, as part of Fred Hoiberg, they were winning, the Bulls were winning, I forgot who they were playing the other day, but the Bulls were winning, and he said, you know, it's uh, it's it's not all Fred Hoiberg that should get the credit here, you know, the the, the previous coach, Tom Thibodeau, he really set a good base um, for, the, for the new coach to come in here and succeed, and you know what he was talking about, he was oh, talking yeah. about... Uh, Steve Kerr going in and placing him. So he is my big cunt of the week. Yeah, that is a pretty cunty move. I, uh, I, uh, I thought that's some good stuff there, Tom. I mean, you really know what you're talking about. My cunt of the week, I'm, I was going on with uh, Gordon Haywood. Whoa. And the reason I'm going with Gordon Haywood, not so much as the way he plays, but uh, I don't know if you've noticed him. He's got the fucking hipstery haircut, Tom, with the fucking shaved sides and a little bit sweepy to the side. But if you ever watch him play, fucking, he cannot help himself but constantly sweep that to the side like a 14-year-old emo kid at the shopping mall. He is constantly doing it, and he just looks like a bit of a cunt whenever he's not playing. <laughs> We're such old men. We're like old men on the porch yelling at kids, and I approve. All right, well that was a that was a pretty good. Uh, he's a, he does sound like a bit of a cunt, Peter. I've never seen any jazz games this year, but he he sounds pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think it worked well. Like, to be honest with you, I think Mark Jackson probably a bigger cunt, but uh, there's a lot of cunts in the NBA. Plenty to go around. We need to spread it around. We do, have had a lot of repeated cunts, so maybe um 
And I was going to go um, Eddie Cuntleton again, but I didn't want to go back to that weeks. But maybe next week. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there's another right. one in the Cunterson family, actually, that probably deserves it, but we'll see. Oh, Tom, you're not wrong. I mean, uh, I think that's quietly been the talk of the podcast. <laughs> Why yeah. the fuck is Luke the Cunt Donaldson <laughs> not uh, getting more of a shout-out, you know? But uh, <laughs> that is what it is. You're just dropping four names in there just for the hell of it. Oh, fucking, <laughs> you know, who's listening? That's a good point. No one's listening. Okay. And frankly, worse reflection on you and I, Tom, than uh, anyone else. Yeah, that's a great, um, that's a great point. The only, the only way this reflects badly on Luke is uh, his choice of friends. Yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 the amount of spare time he has. Why are you listening to this? Great point. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, now that I think about it, there's a lot of reasons that that guy could be coming <laughs> the week next week. So I'm sure we'll pick one. Sounds um, good. Well, uh, great talking to you, Tom. Yeah, sounds uh, good. I'll talk to you next time, and uh, until next time, see ya.